0: Rookie Showcase kicks off tonight in Estero, Florida, and we have the play-by-play voice of the Charlotte Checkers, TJ Shalott, here to break it all down. We discuss the guys we are looking forward to watching and who has the most to prove in the Rookie Showcase.
1: Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On
0: Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Friday, September 15th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where to your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on X at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. So, Cats fans... It may not be a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. I want to wish uh, Nick Fairbanks the, the best on his vacation before returning back to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But it is rookie showcase time that begins tonight in Estero, Florida, with the Florida Panthers taking on the Carolina Hurricanes tonight at 7 p.m., tomorrow against the National Predators at 6 p.m., and then Monday at 1 p.m. against the Tampa Bay Lightning with a practice day on the Sunday, the 17th. but like we said in our cold open we have a special guest here and it he is the play-by-play voice of the charlotte checkers the shilling with Shalot podcast as well a philadelphia eagles fan who now his eagles are two and O, and recently engaged as well tj shallot welcome to, back to the On florida panthers podcast
1: Armando, thanks again for having me on. Yeah, and uh, I hope Nick is enjoying his vacation. Me too. I'm on vacation. I'm actually out of the country here in the beautiful Jamaica. Just got engaged a couple nights ago. So it's been a whirlwind last couple of weeks. I've seen two Eagles victories since I've been here on the island. So it's been really good. And every single day I look at that calendar that hockey season's coming up quicker and quicker. And I can't wait. We're under a month to go. I'm ready.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad that you were able to c- come on the show despite you being out of the country. It, 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 I I think this needs to be a yearly occurrence here for you right before rookie showcase gets underway to have you on, on the show. And of, and of course, you are getting your vacation in before the season. Not only getting engaged, but but you know you're going to see a lot of these guys in 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 the AHL this year and. I, w- I want to start with the AHL side of things. The season that was for the Charlotte Checkers a- advanced uh, advanced past the Lehigh Valley Phantoms in, in comeback fashion la- last season. Unfortunately, there's uh, their season does end uh, to the, to the Hershey bears, uh, which former Panthers prospect, Henrik Borgstrom got the game winning assist on, on in the Calder cup championship. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on the season that was for the checkers, even though their playoff run was without zach delpy
1: yeah obviously they didn't go as far as they wanted right i mean everybody wants to lift a calder cup at the end of the season so it certainly didn't last as long as they had hoped for or that they wanted and it was certainly a tough campaign to follow up from the previous year being the atlantic division champions you know when you look back and forth from you know the 2020 21 to 21 22 and 22 23 this team has just really been improving on the ice so when you go back to last year You know, to not win the division after winning it the year before, it was a little bit of a sputter, but they still made the playoffs. This is a team that is consistently in the AHL postseason. They made the playoffs, and that's kind of all that mattered. And it really... When the year before, they kind of seemed to be a team of destiny because of a really strong second half, February, March, they just steamrolled over opponents and worked their way up. They were in fourth place in the division mid-January, give or take, and all of a sudden they win the division at the end of April, or at the end of the season, in the middle of April, I should say. Last year, they kind of became more of a team of destiny even later than that, and particularly with that Lehigh Valley series. I mean, they were down... Uh, it's a three-game series. They already lost their opener. They're in double overtime in Game 2. Their season is literally on the line. I mean, this is it. You either score or you're done. And Not only do they get that goal from Lucas Carlson, they then come out the next night and absolutely hammer Lehigh Valley and send them packing back to Pennsylvania. And then the Checkers would take on the ultimate Calder Cup winning Hershey Bears, as you said. And for the second year in a row, the Checkers would get eliminated by the eventual Eastern Conference champions the year before. They were knocked out by Springfield, who would go on to play in the Calder Cup and lose to Chicago. But overall, on the year, at the beginning of the season, I wasn't quite sure what to think of this team and what to make of them because there were so many new parts. There was not a lot of returners. You know, they picked up guys like Riley Nash who proved to be a superstar for the team and he earned it and got his one-way deal with the New York Rangers this off season. You had, you know, question marks in goal with um, the signing of Alex Lyon and you have now the youngster, in goal, uh, Mac and you're kind of sitting there thinking, like, okay, what's he gonna do? They bring in a veteran in JF Barube, and it's like, okay, so what is this team going to be? Because there was a certain guys like your Dalpies, you know, that were coming back and that you knew what you got, but not a lot of them. I'd say they kind of made up like 15 to 20 percent of the roster. The other 80 percent had a lot of question marks, and boy, did they answer themselves throughout the year.
0: Yeah, and and there's going to be a lot of turnover again now with the with the Charlotte Checkers coming into this season. Uh, I know Mackie Samaskiewicz played a few regular season games and then some playoff games with the Charlotte Checkers as well. Uh, Mike Benning is going to be a part of the mix as as well. Matt Goose is going to get another year under his his belt. Uh, with uh the the Charlotte Checkers and all, also Ludovic Weber um who had a great campaign over in Switzerland is going to be a part of it he's going to be part of rookie showcase a, a, a as well uh a, 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 and all and also for for the Florida Panthers and the Charlotte Checkers uh going into this uh this uh prospect showcase as well uh there's going to be there's going to be also guys who have bit who have had success elsewhere and the the few guys who are one of them is coming back to the checkers uh this season Santu keenan and had some success in in finland seventh round pick you're gonna you're gonna have to really start start banking with if you're the florida panthers because they only have one first round pick in the rookie showcase which is maki Semaskevich. uh santu keenan has had success a, a great season in uh charlotte uh um evan naus is coming into the mix for the first time uh with the after winning the memorial cup with the quebec uh, ramparts as well and Mike Benning uh, wins a wins an NCAA championship 2 seasons ago with the University of Denver. I want to ask you how much the how much does it give players a leg up when they win elsewhere and going into these rookie showcases and even when they make it to the AHL?
1: It it does because I think, you know, just that experience of the anxiety and the nervousness and all the emotions that go into Uh, Playing in a championship level game, whether it's, you know, the Memorial Cup, whether the NCAA championships, whatever that might be, you know, you experience that anxiety, that nervousness and really how to play and how to be clutch, if you want to use that word. Um, So when you come into the AHL, you're going to have a lot of those same emotions anyway. You're playing with guys that are much bigger, that are much more experienced. This is now professional hockey. You can forget juniors. You can forget collegiate play. You need to tap into your experience, into some of those emotions and how you've handled that to try and make these teams and to better yourself because the coaching is going to be a lot different. You're going to have leaders on this team that are going to want you to do certain things a certain way. All of that changes. So that experience really kind of helps you out because you've been put in the high pressure pressure situations before and you've seen how you've handled it you felt how you felt in those motions and in those moments so now just go ahead and translate that to just a slightly different thing it's you know it's kind of like graduating from high school and going into college you kind of know what you're going to expect but you really don't have any idea um, until you get there and you experience it
0: yeah and 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 definitely it's a little bit of room of growth and mike benning actually had an, had an opportunity to discuss with the media after day one of rookie camp about just getting the excitement and and also his experience as being a black ace with the florida panthers and getting and listening to the older guys and 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 the fact that it was a short off season was not part of d camp but gets a summer off to kind of get get re- refreshed and everything as as well and a, a few other players uh I know this player is not going to be with the with the with the Charlotte Checkers uh, coming uh, this season, but a few players who have similar games to uh, to each other. One one who is going to be with the Checkers again, uh, Justin Sortiff, um, who has a motor, and then Josh Davies, who's going to be with the Portland Winterhawks uh, th- this season. A guy who is like the Energizer Bunny, who uh, who uh, uh, who uh, with the. And I want to get your opinions on on just another another year of Justin sort of growing, and also uh, of Josh Davies, who had who played a game with the Charlotte Checkers last year, and who's going to be returning to the WHL this year.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited to see Justin sort of take that second year. He was hurt a little bit last year in the middle of the season. So, you know, when you look at his stats, they kind of valley a little bit when he missed those games. But he came onto the scene so strong to start the year, and he really had a a strong finish as well. But he is, he's a guy with a motor that just does not stop. And when you need someone out there with that speed to find those greasy areas, to make sure that, you know, he's moving the team and moving the forward group up and getting the puck out, it's, sort of is fantastic and so much fun to watch. He's like the Tasmanian devil out there. It's just, it's incredible (laughs) how he can go in on a breakaway. And then in half a second, all of a sudden he's back checking as the puck goes the other way. And he's ahead of some of the other guys. And uh, I remember seeing him in the showcase last year in Raleigh. And I wrote notes on my phone as I was watching a lot of guys that likely were going to land in Charlotte. And I remember, I think he was number 58 or something like that during the showcase. And uh, I remember like, writing down speedster, greasy hands, slippery, like, and those are the things that I was like, keep an eye on that. Let's see if that falls out once he gets to the AHL and he's playing against, you know, full-time professional players. And absolutely not. He, he plugged himself right in there and all of those stats um, and all of those attributes came out instantly on the ice. So I'm really excited to, to see his return and hopefully he can stay healthy for the entire year and on the other side Josh Davies we only saw him in that one game but yes he's a very similar type player with that high motor the high energy for him I think it's just going to be because he is so young he just needs to learn the Florida Panthers Charlotte Checker style of play and use that speed and kind of just harness it the way that sort of has and use it within the system where you're not being caught you're not out of position and I'm not saying that he was in that one game but there were certain instances where you can see okay he's definitely still just sticking his toes in the pro water. He's got to get used to this. And another year with Portland will do him really well. And we're excited to see him whenever it is that he lands, whether it be in Florida or in Charlotte, I think he's going to be a great piece to the puzzle.
0: Yeah. And thankfully him, he will have a, his uh, Portland newly, um, new teammate in the Portland winter Hawks and Merrick of uh, where Merrick Ulsher was a third round pick for the Panthers in the 2022 draft. Also some teammates who are going to be together from uh, from North Bay Battalion, Liam Arnsby and goalie Charlie uh, Robertson, as well, those are going to be two teammates who are going to be together in 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 uh, the in the uh, pro- rookie showcase in Estero that begins tonight at 7 p.m. against the Carolina Hurricanes. But we are going to transition over to segment number two, where we are going to talk about some of the older guys in the rookie showcase, and it, not necessarily that time is running out, but what. What they need to do to take that next step, uh, to to get and to get into A- NHL action, we are going to discuss that more here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about FanDuel and football season has kicked off and FanDuel is giving you a chance to win all season long because right now when you bet a Super Bowl winner you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory you can use your bonus bets on spreads player props over unders and you know in in this specific podcast you have a Miami Dolphins fan and you have a Philadelphia Eagles fan and you never know there is an opportunity that each of them could Reach the super bowl you, you never know so if you want to place on bets on, on, on those teams individually you will get you will get some benefits every time they win a regular season game once again spreads player props over under and much more so if you want to place your bets on either of them or even the florida panthers if you're talking about hockey you want to go to fanduelcom slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with america's number one sportsbook that's fanduelcom slash locked on segment number two here on this friday september 15th edition of the lockdown florida panthers podcast i got the play-by-play voice of the charlotte checkers and the host of the chilling with Shalot podcast tj shallot here on the show and tj so like like we spoke about some some of these uh some of these players for the for the Charlotte Checkers, Florida Panthers, in this rookie showcase, you have quite a few uh, uh, undrafted players. Uh, some of them will will be playing under AHL contracts, like a Wilmer Skoog, a Riley Bizo, and and then there are some older players. One, some who are under contract, like a uh, Kali Shaoling, and a sense to Kinunen, and 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 Jake uh, and Jake Wise, and 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 Ryan McAllister, and then others who are also playing on 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 AHL contracts as well in uh Skyler Brindamore who had opportunities to to play last season as far as uh some of those guys uh, how how what, as far as not necessarily last chance but how big is even though the games the results don't matter as far as as far as who wins and, and loses how how important is it for for each of those guys to have a big showing here at the rookie showcase
1: oh yeah it's huge because every single one of those players has something that they need to prove uh if they're going to stay with the organization but everybody's a little bit different you know I think when you look at some of the names that you talk about when you look at someone like a Mackie Samuskevich or a Wilmer Scoot guys that have either no or just a little bit of a taste of the pro game I think what the coaches and what the scouting staff and, and GMs and everybody's looking at is, do they belong? And I think we saw that Mackie Samuskiewicz, he is he is certainly as advertised. We saw that in the postseason and the handful of games that he played with the Checkers at the end of the season. I think his goal is to go in and show why he belongs with the Florida Panthers and not why he belongs with the Charlotte Checkers. You know? But then there's other guys you know, across the board, Kali Jalin and Santu Kinnunen, they had an entire season last year to show that they belong in the American Hockey League and beyond. Now it's their chance to show that they can turn the skills that maybe they were lacking just a little bit. I know Kali Jaline, he was often the guy that would be rotated in as that seventh defenseman. Sometimes he would get some games. Sometimes he would not uh, You know, he was not the best scorer from the blue line. He was pretty stout defensively, but he could get better there for a guy like Jaline. That's what he needs to focus on. He needs to focus, Focus on being an every single night player. He needs to work on his offensive game a little bit better and he needs to tighten up defensively a little bit better. On the other side, for for Santu Keenan, this is a guy that was, I believe, the defensive points leader outside of Lucas Carlson last year. So that puts him number two on the roster in terms of demon in points. I don't think he needs to show that offensive capability. He certainly needs to keep that level. But he's got to work on his defensive side because, obviously, it's a double-edged sword. The more offensive you are as a defenseman, that means you're leaving yourself vulnerable to the defensive capabilities. He's just got to worry about raising water on both of those sides so that he can be a well-rounded player and go forward. So it's certainly important for every single one of those players, whether it's Sam whether it's Skoog, whether it's Keenan, and it even doesn't matter if this is your quote-unquote final year of your contract. If you look at a guy like a Patrick Giles, who's probably the oldest guy in this showcase, he's had 90-some-odd games, I think, including playoffs with the Checkers. It's really his opportunity to prove – Do you belong? And that's kind of the undercurrent under every single one of these guys. It's do you belong? And where do you belong? AHL, NHL, are you a rotate out every other night kind of guy? Are you an ECHL guy? Those are the questions that coaches are going to be looking for.
0: Yeah, Patrick Giles, 72 games uh, with the the Charlotte Checkers, earned himself an entry-level contract last year, actually something that you uh, predicted um, prior to that as far as – Guys, who you're really looking forward to uh, watching, um, Kali Charlene, thirty-nine games, eight eight points. Uh, like you said, a guy who rotates in as that seventh um, defense defenseman for for the Charlotte Checkers, and for Santu Ke- um, Keenan, and thirty-five points in, in in sixty-nine games. So definitely racks up the, the points. Um, as far as when when you talk about a guy who goes up as far as produces uh, points. You know, you're talking about you're talking about a guy who jumps in on the rush, and then you have to have a forward back so that so if the puck gets lost in in um, transition or it gets checked out of your stick, you know you're you're leaving you're leaving your goalie on the other side a little vulnerable as well. So definitely, that's an opportunity for for uh, for it. especially like like we spoke about pre-recording. Uh, these these are the opportunities for the Florida Panthers to really hit on their later round picks, like 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 we said. Like we said, only one first first round pick you have, and then you have also other players who have gone from other organizations that have been drafted. Like Jake Wise was drafted by Chicago. Charlene was drafted by the New York Rangers as well. So that that gives uh, so you know, a lot of guys are getting mo- their multiple chances here, and this is this is uh definitely uh, one of them. Other other players uh that I want to d- discuss are are Nathan Steos and Zachary Ewins. Uh, Nathan Stales, uh, undrafted, of uh, um, played in the OHL, and Zachary Ewens d- drafted by the Florida Panthers, was a part of that third pair with the Florida Everblades, winning a championship with uh, the Everblades. Nathan Steos did not finish the season uh, for, for the Everblades, uh, unfortunately due to injury. Did did get an opportunity to see Steos play in Orlando when they played against the Solar Bears, and I was at Game 3 of the Kelly Cup uh, Final, uh, between the floor, um, Florida Everblades and Idaho Steelheads, uh, got to see uh, Zachary Ewan's play. But as far as uh, guys taking that next step from ECHL to uh, um, to the to the AHL, what are you looking what are you looking into as far as Nathan Steos and Zachary Ewan as to uh, um, defensemen? You know,
1: I'm going to start with Zach Ewens because he had the opportunity. He played a handful of games for us uh, two seasons ago, looked pretty solid, and then joined the team early this year and had the opportunity to stick around, but ultimately got beat out. You know, the Keenanins, the Jalins, the newer guys that came onto the roster pushed him down to the ECHL, so I think this is his opportunity to get mad, if you will, that he spent most of last season with the Florida Everblades and earned that spot back. In order for him to do that, he's got to plug some of the holes on the blue line that he has. I remember a handful of games that he's played with us. He's a taller guy and a little bit, his footwork needs a little bit of of work because it seems like he could be worked around a little bit easier from some of the speedier forwards in the league and it ends up just kind of being a traffic cone sometimes standing there at the blue line. And He ends up back-checking really well because he does have a little bit of speed to go with that size which when you're a little bit taller you're gonna have a little bit longer of a stride you can be a little bit faster he's just got to work on a little bit with that footwork and I hope that's something I didn't get a lot uh, the chance to see him a lot last year in the ECHL with our seasons obviously running congruently but I hope he had the chance to work on that a lot last year and just listen to some of the vets on that team and when he did come up as a black ace towards the end of the year continue to work on that Uh, with the Charlotte Checkers coaching staff. So hopefully he has that. And Steos, I think they're looking for the offensive capability to kind of show up for him. Um, He had a pretty decent year until he got hurt with the Everblades. So I think they're now looking, again, going back to the last question you asked, I I think it's now how does your skill set that you've been working on for the past 365 days translate into getting into that next level? How are you going to land your spot in the AHL? And I think everybody, whether you're a coach, broadcaster, ticket person, we all have our just things that we aren't as good at doing on other things that we're really good at doing. So I think once you can, like I said, once you can raise that boat and you can be well-rounded, that's how you're going to land. So in the case of Nate Steos, I think in order for him to be a little bit more well-rounded, he's got to do it offensively
0: no 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 doubt so that that's definitely uh something to uh work on for uh both Stales and uh and uh Zachary Uens as Stoles uh four, 44 games uh 18 points 14 assists uh four goals and uh and Ewind had a, a, a good amount of games i believe he had 19 games exactly with the with the Charlotte Checkers uh, last season got to go back and check the elite prospect profile but a good a good handful of games for for the Charlotte Checkers uh, last season. But we're going to transition over to segment number three. We're going to discuss some more guys that we are looking forward to watching and maybe get a little bit of TJ's opinion on who can earn themselves entry-level contract after a r- um, rookie showcase. We're going to discuss that and more here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Jace Medical. And the Jace case provides... Up to five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a case case is to fill a simple online form. And in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care with our physicians on on any treatment-related questions. Doctor-created, doctor-recommended. And... Don't, don't, And you don't want to get caught unprepared. And everybody should be empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Everyone handles, from, everyone handles everything from online evaluation to license, pharmacy, medication, delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. So, empower yourself when you, you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics. 50 plus with that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jasemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Third and final segment here on this Friday, September 15th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast where the rookie showcase kicks off tonight at Hertz Arena in Estero, Florida, home of the back-to-back Kelly Cup champions, Florida Everblades. And I'm here with the play by play voice of the Charlotte Checkers TJ Schlott here and we haven't spent too much time talking about the top prospect Mackie Semaskevich and uh and also but also I want to discuss another him and along with another guy uh Grayson Satchin, who is the Florida Panthers uh recently uh drafted as, as as well uh this past year in the second round and I I, I like I like I've seen in Mackey's uh um D, the D-camp scrimmage. Love is north and south game able to to body up on 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 the on the rush as well when whenever he has a defenseman r- right on him uh and also Grayson Sachin, a guy who can get in front of the net. He says he loves watching Matthew Kachuk's game as well and and he says that he's a guy that he wants to really uh model his game after as well. And Because, because, because this is Mackie is the only first round pick here. We, we gotta, we gotta talk, you know, give him his flowers a little bit here. How much, how much forward are you to watching Mackie Samasiewicz play again in Charlotte? That's assuming he is there. Who knows? Jordy Kinnear did say that there is a chance to make it to the NHL. Uh, And I, and something we spoke about a few weeks ago, but also uh, Grayson Sachin as well a guy who loves to crash the net how how much are you looking forward to watching those two guys
1: starting with Sam Miscavige I can remember distinctly last year you know he played those handful of games for us and my pregame routine is, I'm walking up to the press box it walks right through the stands and you know fans will always ask me my opinions on players and games and what happened the night before and once he came onto the scene, everybody was asking me, "What what is his story?" You know, the casual fans they want to know where did Mackie Samuskavage come from? And then when you tell him University of Michigan and you tell him some of the pedigree that they have, all of them, every single one of them, was like, "He's he's not going to be here next year, is he?" Like there's there's just something about him that just screams he's if he takes this opportunity, makes the best of it. Much like Coach Kinnear said, the NHL is absolutely a place where he can start the year if he has a bang up development camp showcase goes into training camp with the Florida Panthers and maybe makes a name for himself that way. It would not surprise me if he does not play a single game for the Charlotte Checkers this year. But the realistic thing is he's probably going to be down here for development's sake. And if he is here, he is instantly going to be, just that prime offensive leader on this team. He has the speed. He has the hands. He has the shooting capability, the IQ, the vision. All of it is very, very high for his age. And and playing Big Ten hockey and playing NCAA and going as far as Michigan does, I mean, I was going to say did, but they're constantly uh, getting in the mix for the national – for the Frozen Four, the national title game. Uh, He's had great coaching up to this point. I, he's instantly going to be an impact player for the Charlotte Checkers, especially when you look that, you know, the impact players of the last couple of years, Zach Dalpy's not getting any younger, although I'm sure he's still going to have a good season for the Checkers if he's here. And Riley Nash no longer with the Charlotte Checkers after signing a one year, uh, one way deal with the New York Rangers, which he much deserved after leading the team in points last year. So there is right now some gaps in terms of who are the true offensive players offense guys on this team because yes there's Lucas Carlson if he's back you know you're going to get your points from him on the blue line but there's really when you go up and down the roster it's like who's going to be those guys and I'm looking at a lot of the younger guys I'm looking at guys like Mackie Samuskevich. on the other side Grayson Sachin look if you can get 58 points in 58 games in the WHL You know you have some talent, especially for Seattle uh, out there in the WHL. That tends to be the Wild West in terms of all the CHL teams. The WHL is just so different year after year after year, and he's had consistent success with that team. I'm really excited to see his game unfold. Uh, A second-round pick, he's you know, Got a little bit of development. He's a little bit more raw, but we'll see. Once the Florida Panthers organization kind of gets their hands on him and turns him into the player that they'd like him to be, I think he's going to fit a very similar role. And I would not be surprised that when it's sachin's time to come to the Charlotte Checkers and start getting his feet wet in the pro game, that I'm having those same conversations with some of the fans where they just kind of look at him and go yeah he's a, he's a little bit different. He doesn't necessarily belong here, does he? Um, so we'll see what happens. But I'm really looking forward to a lot of the young guys because we're gonna have um, a very big, big uh, young contingency this year.
0: yeah. and and with the W h l just producing a lot of uh, high, high drafted prospects, especially this past year, um, Grayson Sachin was a guy who uh, who fell, um uh, who was seen as someone who fell. To, to the Florida Panthers, and a lot some had him even in 30s as far as uh, their ranks. Uh, one other player that is um, who has some some international experience under him that I had not mentioned yet is uh, Sandis Vilmanis, who who uh, who's going to be playing with the Sarnia Sting uh, th- this year as as well. And that's that's another uh, player. But we did uh, speak about guys um, last year who to look out for. And you spoke about Patrick Giles last year, and then he, like we said, ended up signing an elc with the panthers of the guys who aren't under contract or um as far as their elc or even as a have specifically an ahl uh contract is there is a specific guy that we hadn't mentioned yet that you you are 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 keeping a specific eye on um
1: i would say probably and i'm not sure what his contract status is i don't believe he signed but jake wise I really liked what I saw from him when he came onto the scene. Again, another Big Ten NCAA product out of Ohio State. Um, He scored a goal in his first game, if I'm not mistaken, with the Charlotte Checkers. But he's a bigger body. He's a little bit smaller than Patrick Giles, but he fits a similar role. And I think the Checkers need more than just Patrick Giles in terms of size when you talk about – crowding the net when you talk about just getting into those in tight areas I think they need a little bit of help there and Jake Wise not only has that big body and that ability to get down low look for those deflections and just be in the goalie's face but he also has some decent hands we've seen him rip off a couple of wristers that if they didn't find twine they were pretty darn close Uh, I'm really excited to see Jake Wise get the opportunity to be full-time in the AHL and see what he can make of his opportunity he's certainly one name that's um, that's certainly popped out and I'm also curious to see what we see, and and again, I don't know what his contract status is. I don't have it memorized at this moment, but Matt I want to see year two. This is a kid that last year with the goaltending situation, we didn't know how much attention Matt was going to get, and sure enough, he's put in his first professional start in game number two for the Checkers. It was the uh, second game of the season. He comes seconds away from his first professional shutout in his first start. It was a last-minute goal that was scored against him. I think it was 28 seconds left to go in the game. But he instantly looked like a guy that belonged in the AHL in his rookie year. And you don't often see that. And when you do see that, year number two can go one of two ways. Either, A, they continue on that trajectory, and sure enough, he's going to be an NHL player in no time at all. Or sometimes they get a little bit lax because they're like, oh, this game comes natural to me. Uh, I'm just going to continue to do what I did and maybe not necessarily focus on some of the basics as much. And all of a sudden you start to see that sophomore slump. So I want to see him avoid that sophomore slump and get ready and be in the NHL in the next couple of years. Cause he certainly showed that he belonged last year.
0: Yeah. For Jake wise, a uh, 2028 20, third round pick from the Chicago Blackhawks uh, who, uh, who completed five years of college three at Boston college two at Ohio state will be, will be playing under an AHL, AHL contract this year with the Charlotte Checkers. up almost a point per game uh last season with Ohio State, 12 goals, 27, um, 27 assists for 39 points in 40 games. And uh Matt Gusta, a little bit up and down with the NHL squad due to their injuries uh as well. Sergey Bobrovsky with uh stretching out his groin a little bit in January and then uh, the, his non-COVID illness when, when Spencer Knight was uh, on the NHL slash NHLPA Players Assistance Program. Matt Guzda was with, with the team, but never made a start for the Florida Panthers. So I can see how a little bit of time off uh, and not actually getting in game action can really affect Guzda's game, as far as as that, as far as as being on time and and getting getting down to the butterfly position, as far as uh, as far as uh, closing the five hole as well, and, and being being on top of the crease on the rush to take away the angles. So I, you know, not to not to Matt Guzda's fault, as far as as far as as far as the situation that played with the goalies, so so hopefully a little bit of stability as as well, a lot a lot of health on the NHL side so that Matt Gusta can have uh, more more of the bulk of the starts. Of course, him and Weber are Ludovic Weber are gonna be a, a there's gonna be a lot of splits between the two especially especially because Weber had a 914 save percentage uh, in his in his uh season in, in Switzerland last year so definitely going to be a challenge for Gusta out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Not a lot of prospects come out of there so definitely a great story for Mac as, as well. So uh TJ, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast to preview rookie uh showcase uh and Give, give the listeners an opportunity for to plug your work.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I mean, it's uh, the Florida Panthers organization, Charlotte Checkers. Their partnership and relationship has been phenomenal over the last two years, and I'm so happy and, and thankful to be a part of it. And this is, you know, for the fans that are going to tune in and watch the showcase tonight, it's so telling. When you watch these guys, you can instantly tell, the guys that need a little bit more work and the guys who are certainly ready and raring to go. And if you just pay attention, you're going to see all of the future Florida Panthers. Because I know a lot of the Panthers fans out there are kind of wondering what's in store for the future. You know, you know, you've got the Matthew Kachucks and some of the other bigger name players locked down, but it's all those ancillary role players. What is the team going to look like in a couple of years? You know, Bobrovsky, how much more does he have in the tank? watch the showcase eventually you're going to see a lot of these names i would not be surprised when you start seeing guys like davies like Uh, Skyler Brindamore, I think, will get an opportunity at the NHL at one point or another. Uh, You're going to start seeing a lot of these guys. Santu Keenan will get a chance to to make his imprint as well. Um, Keep an eye on these guys during the showcase. And, of course, watch the Charlotte Checkers throughout the season as well because there's a number of other players that are going to get their call-ups to the NHL level when the Florida Panthers see some injuries or anything of the sort. So keep an eye on us all season long.
0: Awesome, TJ. Thank you so much, and uh, hope, hope to see you uh, next time, my friend.
1: Awesome. Armando, thanks again.
0: And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On Lockdown Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Stu and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And every day is make sure you come back early next week as we are going to recap the rookie showcase from Estero, Florida. So I'm Armando Velez with TJ Shalott. And you've been listening to the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.